Look up in the sky. It's a bird. It's a plane. No, it's the tax man. He may not be a superhero, but Tony Morrow has saved many retirement plans with his nearly superhuman knowledge of tax planning strategies. It's time for Plan with the Tax Man. Hey, everybody. Welcome into another edition of Plan with the Tax Man. Thank you for tuning into the podcast. We appreciate your time as always. Hope that everyone is staying safe and sane out there as we are edging our way back into some levels of normalcy. And with that, Tony, welcome in, my friend. How are you? You doing okay? I'm still doing good. How about you? Hanging in there. We are doing the same thing. We are... uh, Uh, Very close to being set free here in our neck of the woods. So now that we're into mid-May, so hopefully we're seeing you know much much more of that all all over the place. But I thought this you know this go around we we talked uh, last week or a couple weeks ago there you know about just kind of the state of things. We had had a bit of a hiatus due to the coronavirus, but we are uh, doing our podcast regularly again. And I thought we would kind of touch on some strategies this week that just don't work. You know, a lot of things happening, obviously, in in the world of finance and will continue to happen all through 2020. I I think it's just going to be an interesting, rocky year of all kinds. And, you know, I think you and I even talked about that quite a bit last year as the year was winding down. Obviously, we did not foresee, you know, uh, just how rocky it was going to be, thanks to the bug. Uh, But we certainly, um, I think a lot of people just felt like 2020 in general, election year and, you know, just a lot of things that was going to be kind of volatile. So let's talk about a few financial strategies that don't really work, even though they kind of keep, you know, finding their way to the forefront of conversations. And we'll start it with the market because of what has been going on in March and in April and all the volatility. You know, you hear questions, things that you hear people saying, Tony, stuff like, well, since, you know, since it's being so volatile and works being the way it's been with, you know, the coronavirus, maybe I shouldn't be pumping money into my 401k like I normally would if you're still working uh, or, or, you know, or maybe I should get out so that I don't lose any more and then I'll jump back in later when it starts to get better. And I mean, if you try to do that in late March when it was down 12% one day and up six the next and down 10 the next, and I mean, you, you, there's no way. There's absolutely not. And and we've been getting a lot of calls on it about just what you said, everything from, well, do you think I should, you know, stop contributing to my 401k? Do right. you think I should move all my money to cash? I've had clients say, I want to open up a, an investment account and invest in stocks, even though that they've never done it before, because they feel like, you know, the market was way down, which in theory, that's, that's okay. But, you know, I, we've been trying to tell them, you know, well, one with the 401ks, we've been telling people, unless you are in financial dire straits, you need to keep investing in your 401k because obviously you're automatically then, you know, buying when things are down because, you know, those funds are continuing to buy stocks and bonds and whatnot. And so that's, that's not a good option to try to try to time that. I think what's even worse and what I love to catch people on uh, from a planning point of view when they say they want to put some money in stocks because they want to, you know, and, they, and they'll actually give me, you know, individual stocks. I had a, a client who's an accounting client who's never invested before call me and say, well, I want to put $20,000 in Dow Chemical. And I said, well, why? And he said, well, I don't know. It looks like it's down. I said, that's it. And, you know, I said, well, so what if it goes down more instead of up, you know? And so they don't have answers to those kinds of questions. And when I try to draw them out on that, you know, I say that that's timing the market like this generally doesn't work for us individuals very well. We right. just, you know, the information's happening so fast and 
just with a few little stocks, especially what they what they want to do really mm-hmm. is they want to make a very fast gain. And, you know, it's I attribute it to like almost like going through a couple chips out gambling. Well, yeah, because you, know? you, you see some of these, you know, some of these, especially, you know, obviously now here into May, it's it's stabilized a bit more. But, at you know, in late March there, you know, everything's dropping. There are those folks who can smartly, you know, say, hey, look, it's down. It's you know, this is a good time to buy. And that's true. It, it is. It can be. Now, every time horizon is different. And if you're getting closer to retirement, you know, all those kinds of things you got to factor in. you got to talk with your advisor about how it's going to affect your plan. But a lot of people were kind of doing that. Oh, well, this, you know, this particular stock is way, way down, but I think that's going to, I don't know, let's just use cruise ships for an example, right? Yes. You know, they're taking a beating. So should we get in on them? Because, you know, I don't know, six months from now or whatever, they'll be killing it when things get back to normal or whatnot. And Again, maybe, but that's being speculative. So if Very you're speculative, yes. If you're going to do that as an advisor, Tony, if somebody's really interested in doing that, is that how you approach the conversation? Do you say, "Look, that's fine if you really have your, you know, mindset on it, but let's make sure it's not affecting, you know, retirement plans or or what, you know, the overall investment strategy. Let's make that the speculative money and not get too crazy." Exactly. And that's what we tell them, especially if we haven't worked with them before and we don't have any idea what their real financial situation is. Right. And, and I've actually told clients, I, I won't work with you because if this is a little bit of speculation money and you want to do that, then th- there's some strict criteria that I'll go through with them to say that, first of all, I want to know what your financial situation is to know that this is, you know, you're not just playing with money you should not be. And number two is, is I want to know if, if you can't tell me, then I'll tell you what your buy and sell disciplines are because us as financial planners, some people look at us still as the old stock brokers, right, you know, right. where, where we're all sitting and, and we have inside information or uh, we're watching charts that they don't see. All this stuff's public now. And so we, you know, as, as advisors are not that role. I certainly am not. And I know most advisors aren't is, you know, we're trying to help people get to their go- their end goals. And I tell them, you know, uh, for example, I said, let's say you put $10,000 into this stock and let's say that it goes up, I don't know, in, in uh, let's say a year, uh, hypothetically, and it's now worth $15,000. Nice gain, very nice gain. But is $5,000 really life-changing to you? I mean, in the big picture, I would say in most cases not. Yeah, it's nice to have, but at the same time, well, you lose 5000 and now you're devastated. And so right, right. I try to get them thinking of the bigger picture and trying to not get them trying to be a stock picker. Right. You know, and and that's another strategy that doesn't work either. Like timing the market, picking the stocks. I'm glad you brought that up. That was actually on my list. So, you know, it doesn't really matter what, I guess, economic error we're in or what's going on. Those are some tried, not tried and true, but those are some uh, believed methods that just continue to permeate and they never really work. They don't work. I mean, people want to try to pick individual stocks as in my example. Right. And I, I've had a couple clients call and and they what they were looking at was the airlines. You know, well oh, good Delta point. Airline yeah. was, you know, yeah. I mean they're they're way down, you know, it travels way off. You know, and airlines are a volatile industry and they always are are. And, you know, I try to stress to them and tell them, you know, that may be the case, but I think you're gonna have to be really patient and yeah. be able to say, you know, I gotta give this two, three, four, five years possibly before these things really, uh, and that's assuming that they have good financials, you know, and, right, and the right. economy stays good. So there's so much that goes into that. I always like to tell them, you know, I, 
if I was an expert stock picker, I certainly wouldn't be working, nor would the guys. I, I believe sometimes on Wall Street, but I right, you'd be sitting on your you'd be sitting on your island enjoying yeah, all your yacht somewhere. <laughs> uh, you know, it, it's a slow it's a slow steady growth. Yes, and I you know while I think yes, there are some people that can make some uh, fast money. I think for the average person, it's just not going to be uh, right that, that possible. And if they do, then th- that's going to be the the one time in a long time, and and can't get in that mindset. Why? Geez, boy, this is pretty easy. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I can do this every, you know, every couple of months or every year and I'm going to be set. It's like, I don't know, like the lottery or lightning striking, right? If you, if you do happen to get lucky and hit one, one time, I imagine that's got to be tough because it could be much like a drug and you're like, Oh, I do want to, you know, man, I'm gonna do that again. But it's like the odds are just astronomical. And so you, you know, proper planning to ensure that you're, it's like anything. I mean, it's like making a budget when you first had a family or whatever the case is, you know, you've got all these things that you say, you know, you say, okay, Christmas time when you when you first have a family and you've got, you're building your family, you're like, well, we can't go overboard on the kids, you know, at Christmas because A, we're setting this precedent and B, we want to make sure that we don't mess up our budget for, you know, regular life. And so we learn as we're going through these things. And so as we get closer to retirement or we're pre-retirees or whatever, and we're doing investing, you know, we, we want to make sure that we have that good base, you know, built that that's going to take care of us as we age. But yeah, I, I get the understanding, the itch to want to speculate a little bit, but just make sure you're doing it responsibly and you've got, you know, it's something you can afford to lose. That's exactly it. And and my last story there, really, the same client that asked me about Dow Chemical uh-huh. in the same conversation said he had went out and Googled, you know, if you had bought, of course, you know, and everybody does this with some of these stocks that are right, around, right. Well, Apple. Yeah, when it oh, first yeah, came sure. out and you still held it today, you, you'd have this many, you know, millions of dollars. And my first point to him is, well, very, very few actually buy it, you know, something like that and hold it for this long. And I said, but if it goes to prove, though, if you are and do have the discipline to do that, that's how you're rewarded. But many, many don't. As soon as they make a little money, boom, they're out. And then they're on to something new. And then that one, they lose money. And then, you know, long term, instead of having a lot of money, basically have what you started with. Or, well, or in, worse. investing what is a marathon, right? Not it's a sprint. Marathon. Yeah. That's exactly it. Yeah, exactly. Well, and so those are two strategies right off the bat, Tony, that, you know, are, again, they show up all the time. They, they just really don't work timing the market, picking the right stocks. Another one is, is the whole let's, and we're going to continue on through, uh, not, we're not, we won't focus on just the investment. We'll focus on some other things as well, some other strategies. So um, the whole taking care of each other thing. Okay. So my wife, I'm 50. Uh, you know, my wife's just a couple years, you know, behind me, we have the conversation every now and again, but you, you know, you have these people who will say, well, we're not going to have to worry about a nursing home because we're going to care for one another. You know, uh, our kids are, will help out, you know, whatever that kind of scenario looks like. And I don't know if that's just fear of talking about or dealing with the potential to think, quote unquote, the term nursing home, which, you know, that might not be a nursing home, might just be a long term care event in general, or if it's just the mortality thing or what it might be. But that seems to be a really short sighted way of looking at things, because like my wife will say to me now, she's like, there's no way I can. I've got a bad back. And she's like, I can't pick you up when you're on the ground now when I'm you know, 45 and healthy. How could I do it when I'm 70? That's right. You know, and, and we get a lot of people that I, I think for some, you know, just you know, they, they all immediately when you start talking about it, they want to not talk about it because they're, you know, denying the fact sure, that it's they're scary. ever going to need this. Right. But if they can get past that, then a lot of them immediately look to, oh, you know, long term care insurance. I've heard of that. 
I cringe. It's too expensive. Right. And, you know, I, I'm never going to use it, you know, and, and then to others, really, it's, it, that may not make sense, but you need to at least have a plan in place of what you'll do if one or both of you need some kind of care and be able to have that plan and, and have it shared with others as you, you know, age and whatnot. Because I think, you know, for a certain segment of the, of the population, I think it comes down to income in a lot of situations. I think okay. people at the lower end of the income spectrum probably don't need long-term care insurance. A, they can't afford it. And B, they, they're pro- if they need care, they're probably going to be on Medicaid if it's, you know, if it's longer term. The problem right. with that, though, is many people don't need that long, long-term care. They just need in-home care. They need care of some kind. And, and that they have to plan for that somehow, whether it's federal assistance, whether it's some kind of reduced policy. Then there's people on the other end of the spectrum you know, that have a lot of assets and a lot of money probably can self-insure most of the time. You know, if, you're, mm-hmm. if you're above a certain amount, you know, then maybe you don't have that need, but you still have to have a plan of here's how it's going to work. Here's what's going to happen. Here's how it's going to happen. But it's everybody in between, which is the bulk of us, you know, is, well, I, I, I probably am not going to qualify for Medicaid. I don't maybe have enough to self-insure for five years. I need to have a policy just like I do on my home or my auto. And I just have to live with it. I I, uh, just bought one on myself and my wife. And I'm just now turning going to be 53 this June. I had put that out there, and but it's still relatively inexpensive, and it's just something we felt we we had to have. Watching my wife's mom go through it without any insurance, and basically the kids trying to take care of her, and it was five years of. And anybody that's been through it will will tell you, you know, torture, you know, mental torture, and it's tough to watch. No, it's definitely tough to watch that. And, and and the same analogy, if you break that down to saying, well, the kids are going to help take care of us. I mean, that's putting a lot on family strain and individuals. So again, you know, that's a strategy that just, you know, it doesn't work. Really take the time to talk with your advisor. You know, it's not a pleasant conversation, but, you know, a little forethought can just save off a lot of heartache later on to discuss what you're going to do in the event of some form of long-term care requirement. And, and it, the reality is it's it's one in three people, I think. So it's, you know... Yeah. Is something you just have to discuss. And we'll hit one more here on, on our episode this week. And, and it kind of falls into that same line, Tony, a little bit. And that's my mom is is kind of guilty of this. Well, I, I'm guilty of this a little bit as well. But basing, you know, basing or guessing, I suppose, at your retirement planning process, your long-term care needs around the assumption that your life will mirror your parents. Or, or your family, you know, history, the hereditary of it. You know, most of the men in my family do pass away before 70. So I tend to ride this thought that I will probably die a little earlier, uh, maybe in my 70s. Maybe I, I'm kind of giving myself the, the medical advances and saying, well, I'll probably get into my 70s, but I don't foresee 80 coming down the pike. But with that being said, I'm trying to plan as though I will make it to 100. Yes. And I think that's a good assumption, you know, is, is to plan that you are going to, you know, live into your mid to late eighties and even, even beyond. Sure. Right. Because that's, you know, uh, I don't want to say worst case scenario, because usually that that's a good thing depending on the quality of life you have. But from a financial standpoint is, is a good thing because you want to make sure that you don't run out of money. And that's every retiree's fear is, you know, just getting up into the, into those ages. And maybe you do run out of money and you can't work at that point. But I think that some of us tend to, yeah, look at this too literally and and just mirror that and say, well, I, I'm only going to live this long, so I'll go ahead and 
you know, my retirement should be okay because I'm, I'm going to spend this much. And then and they outlive live that guess and they end up with, you know, a different type of lifestyle. But I think on the flip side too, this is just a personal opinion. You know, I, I'd love to live into my mid to late 80s, which should be great. But obviously, and I think we all want the same thing is we want that quality of life that we have in oh, our yeah. 40s, 50s, you know, and for a lot of us, that just isn't going to be there. And it's not anything we've done. It's, you know, the body is going to uh, potentially fall apart. Who knows? Are we coming down with some chronic disease? And, you know, the the lifestyle may not be what, what you had hoped for. So I, I do think there's a, a delicate balance there that you obviously want to live in the, in the moment while planning for that old age, you know, to make sure you don't run out of money. Yeah, and I think that's a good point. And I imagine from multiple standpoints, whether it's health or wealth, I imagine you don't have too many people calling you and saying, you know, I want to work on a retirement plan where my lifestyle is less in retirement no. than than what it was going into it. Yeah. So you you do have to kind of, you know, plan your way through those things. And from a health side, you know, obviously we've got, you know, this this interesting new element that we were all dealing with here this last six, seven weeks, but it's still one of those things where we have to focus on that as well. You know, being active and all the things. And overall, societally we are. We are living longer. We are living better for the most part prior to this thing happening. For the most part, everybody is doing a little bit better in a lot of cases. And sure, there are markers, there are hereditary markers that can, I guess, impact your health, but it it doesn't, it's not the be all end all, you know, the, the medicine that, and the treatments that, that my grandfather or my father got is not the same that I'm getting. So you got to bear that in mind. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. All right. Well, I think that's, you know, I think it's a good podcast to kind of leave people with some thoughts to think about, you know, it's easy to kind of get pulled into these conversation pieces, these financial strategies that just kind of continue to hang around that people talk about a lot, timing the market, picking stocks, kind of, uh, you know, just turning, you know, putting your head in the sand when it comes to the the longevity of life or the lifestyle, but they, they're just, they're never good strategies. So do yourself a favor, do your retirement a favor, talk with your advisor, work with an advisor and have talk with yourselves as well. I mean, a great place to go is having a, an initial conversation about some of these things with your loved ones and yes. making sure you're on the same page and then planning through that with an advisor like Tony Morrow, which is why we call the show Plan with the Tax Man. So if you need some help, you got some questions at this point, you should know what to do. But if you don't, I'll tell you again, it's 844-707-7381. That's how you can call him and let him know you want to chat. That's 844-707-7381. With everything going on, you can have a phone conversation. You can have a virtual meeting. There's lots of things happening, uh, so you can still take some action. But if you are working with Tony or you know someone who might benefit from the message and you have not yet subscribed to the show, we would certainly appreciate it. Uh, You can just simply go to yourplanningpros.com. You'll see the podcast page there. You can uh, check out Tony's website, a lot of good tools, tips, and resources. And of course, while you're there, you could subscribe to the show. You could also just search Plan with the Tax Man on Apple or Google or Spotify or whatever platform you choose. And we would certainly appreciate it. And with that, Tony, I'm going to let you go this week. But have a safe, sane week, and I will talk to you real soon. All right, you do the same, and take care till next time. We'll see you next time right here on Plan with the Tax Man with Tony Morrow. Securities offered through Avantax Investment Services, member FINRA SIPC. Investment advisory services offered through Avantax Advisory Services. Insurance services offered through Avantax Insurance Agency.